Reggie Noble, a.k.a. Red Men, helping us usher in that time of year, folks. Yes, Rumble is upon us this Sunday. Packing up the trunk, gassing up the car. Our first stop on the road to WrestleMania. But before we get to all of that, which we will momentarily, greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Pod is War. Pod is War is brought to you by the good folks at Chairshot Radio Network in conjunction with... TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Well, your function needs to be getting on your internet or your interwebs and going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot and picking up an official ChairShot t-shirt. We've got something for everybody, especially this time of the season. This is what makes your blood pump and boil and get excited. This is why you're a fan this time of year. This is why you're a fan. So why not confirm that fandom by going to your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis and showing us some love by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. We've got something for everybody. We've got Safe Tag Team Wrestling, Jesus Did the Job, Hashtag Journalism, Star Wars. Apparently, there's now a Star Wars shirt on the chair shot. No, we don't. We don't have. No, we don't have. I was about to say. I think we can get sued for that. Let's not say that. Strike that from the record. We have war, war, war stores on on chair shot radio. War stores. Oh, war stores. Yes, it's like space balls merchandising. It's wonderful. (laughs) Y'all heard the man. We can't do that either. I don't think. Hey man, it might be there, it might not, but you don't know. Maybe we can get Greg. To, oh, oh, maybe, on, we get, maybe we can get Gregberg to comb the desert. <laughs> yeah, because we can't get Chris to do it. <laughs> no, no, y- 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 I'm gonna be like the brother out there with the pig. You're like, what do you see? We ain't seen shit. <laughs> Surrounded by assholes. It might be there, it might not be there, but you won't know unless you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. And if it's not there, I guarantee you, you're going to see something you like. So show us a little bit of love. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. You've already heard my cohorts here. We've got Mr. Andrew Belaz and, of course, the commissioner himself, PC Tunney. Hola, me llamo PC Tunney. Como estas? And it, it's nice to know that uh, Redman is also 
straight out of Jersey. Another another great from the great state. No, I can't even say that with a straight face. No, we're not going to go there. But I, I do always love how older rap songs tend to put the year into the lyrics. It always helps me remember when I was done and what album to go to. So there we go. 92, man. That's awesome. I mean, Redman, Shaquille O'Neal, Whitney Houston, Tretch from Naughty by Nature. Who am I forgetting? Like y'all, y'all have a nice little legacy, man. I'm, I'm forgetting somebody. I'm sure. Yeah, and then we have Bon Jovi and My Chemical Romance. And, hey, yeah, I forgot Bon Jovi was from Jersey. What's wrong yeah, with Bon Jovi? Nice Never was really a big fan. They have a couple songs, but like it's just yeah. That's kind of that's how I feel about Bruce Springsteen. I feel less enthusiastic about Bruce Springsteen. That's why I didn't even mention him. <laughs> Really? And, uh, how did I forget the boss? God damn. Sweet. Because about- when you say the boss, you think the S word. And I don't mean You're, Springsteen. Yes, yeah, Springsteen. <laughs> 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 nah, he's a whole ass legend in these streets. I can't believe I forgot Bruce Springsteen, man. Shout out to the boss, man. The other boss. The other boss. The older yeah. boss. <laughs> he makes songs for the working man. I thought y'all would dig Bruce, man. Nah. Nah. Not really. Maybe in the seventies, but like that's like fifty years ago now. It's not. (laughs) I'm well aware. I'm I'm well aware of the country in in which I was born. Well aware. Really? I mean, I'm more a fan of the the song "I Was Born in East L.A." (laughs) Hey, but you know, at least he's always interesting with how he's born because most people learn how to walk first, but not him. Whoa, I'm I'm burying the lead here. I totally forgot. My man, the one, the only, Mr. Francis Sinatra, Hoboken, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's where I Y'all thought you were, That's Francis. where I thought you were going. Uh-huh. I was waiting for that. Yeah, I totally forgot, man. When, I when you said talking and running my mouth, this shit. Yeah. You just associate him with New York because you know that's just where everybody no, goes. But to yeah, I'm not going to disrespect Frank, man. Yes, Hoboken. Yes. Since you're such a big fan, do you have a picture of Frank anywhere in your home? Now I feel like I have to. I I don't as of now, but I will now, motherfucker, since you're trying to play me. I do. (laughs) I'm looking right at it right now. Do you have a picture of Frank? I got Frank, I got uh, Dean, I got Joey, and I got Sammy all standing around a pool table surrounded surrounded by a black frame. What's wrong? You couldn't find Peter? Well, Paul, he was with Paul and Mary. Shut up. You don't know who I'm talking about? <laughs> Peter Lofton. Dude, he's got Joey Bishop. That's obscure enough. I'm like, telling you who I got it's... in the picture. I know I'm trying to play you because you try to play me. That's fair. That's the game. That's how it works. Shout out to the Rat Pack, though. Seriously, great music, man. If y'all, I'm serious, man. That, that whole 50s era with the crooners. Them motherfuckers could sing, man. They would have, like, live orchestras in the studio with them and stuff like that while they were recording. Not just the Rat Pack, man. All them. Mel Torme, Robert Goulet, Nat King Cole, fucking uh, Bing Cross. Well, I don't really fuck with Bing. He was Sam on, he, he He was in Blackface in some of them early movies. <laughs> He's in Blackface in some of them early movies. That was a different time. Ah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> White Christmas, my ass. Suck my dick. Um, <laughs> hey, Black Christmas is a movie. It's also a horror movie. There's something to be said there. Yell about them. Oh, yeah. Oh, you try to uh, <laughs> delay, try to get <laughs> off y'all motherfuckers. Okay, yeah. Now nah, I'm on y'all next. 
How long have we known each other? <laughs> Although I bury black shit with his whack too, man. You got to give me that. True. Fair. True, you do. You hey, just like man, the bar- you're, 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 a, you're an equal opportunity barrier. Yeah, I piss everybody off at some point in time. If yeah. you know me, you're, I'm going to piss you off at some point in time. It just happens. That's why we all get along. Yeah, that's kind of how the show works, too. Somebody offends somebody. We usually offend everybody. And then we come back for the next week. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you think that's right? You think that's how it works? Fuck you! Pretty much, that's how, that's well, how that's, it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before, before, before all right, we I'm start, okay though, Andrew, yeah, before we get to topic one, man, I, I have to ask right quick, man. You're all bundled up. You got your little scarf on. You got your jacket on. Like, Are you having some, some financial difficulties, man? I, oh, I feel like... There's a difference right there. I, so the heat's not on in your house right now. It's very low. I have it on like sixty, so it's that's still kind of chilly. That's, that's not even that's heat. It's probably like thirty-two where you at right that's now. That's right. No, that's where I keep my heat. I keep it about sixty-one, sixty-two. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the winter time, because y'all stay in cold ass states, man. You don't yeah, ever about, get up. It's about, it's about you know, so you can feel toasty in your home. I feel fine. You're also wearing a hoodie and three shirts. I am wearing two shirts and a hoodie. <laughs> and I have close though. And That's have, the worst part. And I have sweatpants <laughs> and I have sweatpants, socks, and moccasins on. Like here's my shoes on right now. These are my moccasins. I mean you're still pretty toasty. I'm fine. I feel fine. Why what's the difference? I mean, in the summer when it's 90 degrees outside, I keep it inside, I keep it about 75. Well, oh, no, I can go a little colder than that. But yeah. Yeah. Why? When you other walk in from the... 90, it, it could go 80 and it would feel the same. You're just getting rid of the humidity. What's the difference? Well, I see Andrew's breath right now on camera. That's why I'm picking with him. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well. It's because the house is old and drafty, and that's the next thing I have to fix. I, I don't think that's true. I focus on the roof before. If you've been listening to a couple episodes, you know that, so the windows are next. As much as the people would love, well, you know what? We're going to continue to pick on each other in the next first topic anyway, so why don't you... Uh, yeah, that's true. Anything left to say here as we open up this, you know, close up this opening montage, I should say. No, we need to hurry up before we lose viewers. Let's just get to topic one. I don't even know if there have any viewers to start with. <laughs> Shouldn't it's audio? <laughs> I was taking a pause so they could laugh. Sunday, Sunday really sucked, and now I am real sad. Fuck you, Andrew. I don't want to hear this. All right, whatever. What don't you want to hear? You know what happened. You saw it happen. It's beautiful. It's beautiful because Brady, Brady has to come up with his own ideas. Can I tell you something? His own storyline. I'm going to tell you something right now. You you got five Uh minutes. You got five minutes. Go. Okay. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Let's, hold on. Let, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, 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 hold on. Hold on. Let me just, uh, uh, let me just set the goddamn table. Oh, you're cutting into Andrew's five too, minutes. Okay? You got four and a half minutes now. There's no table necessary to set. I'm that not even wearing like, a wall. Okay, fine. 
four right, minutes. Down shit. to four what, minutes now. What, what? You, you, you gotta set the table. Tony's a Packers fan, a very salty, curmudgeon Packers fan. And I am a Bucks fan. And it's just wonderful how we got the old-ass motherfucking goat who has to create his own little stories, his own little things. Like, we know everybody was talking that shit about how Breeze had a bad game. That's why they lost. They still scored 20 points. Okay, maybe not you, Tony, but everybody else. So, you know what Brady had to do? Brady had to not only prove that he still got it in the first half, then he had to throw three interceptions and be a complete pile of shit in the second half and still win the game just to prove that he's better than Breeze because he can throw three interceptions and win a fucking game too. It was beautiful. Between no calls, bad calls, bad field goals, blown coverages because apparently white people are slow, and then come on. We all know that really was pass interference. He was tugging on his shirt like it was flag football. But, you know, I, I, I will acquiesce a little bit that if that wasn't called all game, it shouldn't have been called there. But, will, you, will you at least give me, uh, the, it's, it's give me this one, though? Give me this one, though. Alan Lazard's jersey gets pulled off his shoulder pads on Aaron Rodgers' interception. It wasn't that egregious that it looked like it was visibly moving when you actually looked at the replay. He obviously did. He gave it a tug, and that slowed him down a half a step. But it also wasn't like a like two feet of undershirt that he grabbed twice. I didn't. So, I wasn't arguing about that. No, 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 no. I admit you're right. There was grabbing, and that should have been pass interference. But there was a little more subtlety to that than there was on basically playing tug of war with a guy trying to run a route. Okay. I'm just, that's all I'm saying. So, yeah, it's just nice. I'm just happy, you know, because I, I, I low-balled expectations. Everybody was bringing up the whole, oh, well, Brady's going to bring a Super Bowl to Tampa Bay, all the Super Bowl hype, Super Bowl or bust. I was just happy to get 10 wins in a playoff. And then I think we got 11 wins in the playoffs. Then now we're up to 14 wins, and we're in the Super Bowl, and we're the first team ever to host the Super Bowl. So... And it's also the first time that the last two winning Super Bowl quarterbacks are facing each other in the the subsequent Super Bowl where that actually makes sense, you know, chronologically. So it's it's nice. You get baby Gronk against original Gronk. You get the goat versus the kid to reference the three man weave title, which I liked. And it's just it's just so many nice stories and we just got to see if the GOAT got it one more time. But good God, it's it's exciting because I didn't really expect this, and I don't think most people did. But it was fun. It's fun. I'm so sorry. Sorry for your loss, Tony, in, in the uh, postmortem of the Packers in their 2020 season. But at least he's MVP, <laughs> right? At least you got that. Pew, pew. I'll be, I'll be brief. I'm happy for you, Andrew. You're, you're <laughs> good, good for you. Um. I won't <laughs> see see when you don't win all the time this is this is how you act. Do you know what I'm saying? If we would have won, this would have been and I say we, but if the Packers would have won, there wouldn't have been a gloat session here. It would have been it would have you guys would have thought I was an asshole for not gloating. That's what would have happened. Anyway, I'm happy for you Andrew literally and you know that considering what happened like seconds after the game was over, right? 
Remember what happened? No, second? I do. I do. Okay, I do. we can keep that between us. But I'm just saying, I'm I'm happy. I, I hope you guys win for you, literally. Like I don't know any um, Kansas City Chiefs fans, so I won't be rooting for the Chiefs. I'll be rooting for the Buccaneers because the Velaz brothers are very very good friends of mine. Platt, I'm sorry, we cut you off. I just had to get the hurt over with. I apologize. I didn't want you to set it up and make it hurt even worse because you're really good at setting things up. So go ahead. No, I got nothing. You do actually know a Kansas City Chiefs fan. You remember my good friend, Danny Harcourt Hudman. He's a Chiefs <sighs> fan. So Okay. So there you go. So, you know, I'm just saying, you know one. But, um, yeah, congratulations, Andrew. Shit, you know I didn't see it coming. So <laughs> I'm happy for you as well, man. Congratulations. Live it up. Enjoy it. And, I mean, hell, y'all got to punch a chance, man. You got Brady there. Who knows, man? Strange things happen. Well, one of the, hell, if, uh, one of the if tackles Jimmy G for... had completed. Uh, and, yeah, and, the, and the, the, their, their tackle is out for the season. He towards ACL. So, I mean, yeah, something could happen. I mean, you got two weeks to prepare. I don't know how good. I still don't know how good Bruce Arians is as a coach, but you're there. You got to be in it to win it. And, hell, if, if Jimmy G could have threw a competent ball to Emmanuel Sanders last year, the 49ers would have won that game. So anything could happen. You also got to wonder, it doesn't even matter how good of a coach Arians is because he put – he kind of fucked himself this past week, I think, because that, that comment he made of – Sometimes I let Brady coach and do his own thing, and that's that. That's the problem is New England didn't let him coach. So he basically just said that this is all Brady, really. Like, like all the all the changes, it's Brady. Brady coaches, Brady makes things happen. How, like, doesn't that just discredit the work if whatever amount of work he put in, or like his no. standing on things as a coach? Because I don't think no, we really know but, exactly. They tell you what they want to tell you. They let you think what you want of them. What they want you to think. It's a weird perspective, though, to say that, though. No, I mean, an NFL head coach is basically like a CEO of a company. There's a lot of stuff that gets delegated. The buck stops there, pun intended. But there's a lot of stuff that gets delicate. I mean, hell, they have 86 coaches on these staffs, man. They, you think they have a personal relationship with every single player that comes in that locker room? Of and course you know not. What? It's impossible. 86 coaches or not, it still took just one Tom Brady to make them go from 7-9 and nine to now they're hosting a Super Bowl. Oh, so, Jesus, you're already just, insufferable, and we still I'm got another week. I'm just saying, so... Brady, gets, Brady should get a little more credit, I think, and I just I don't know what that says about Arians, but... Hopefully he's lucky and he gets a ring out of out of this, and then he can at least put that on his uh, mantle. And his, what are you his talking resume. about? Brady's Arians, getting all Arians. the credit. Brady's getting all the credit. The only I know, reason that's what I'm just saying. Hopefully Arians gets it because that'd be you know just good for him as a feather in the cap. But the no, only reason we even know who Bruce Arians is is because he wore Kangos during the games in Arizona, so we thought he was cool. That's the only reason why we know who the fuck he is. Fuck out of here. I'm getting all the credit, man, and well deserved. Yeah, it was like a it was like a seeing a pitcher that you know can't hit 95 anymore on his fastball, so he's got a little more guts and and wit and guile about him. You know what I mean on the on the Kenny Rogers side of the game. PC, you're a you're a baseball guy. You remember Kenny Rogers, right? The little crafty left-hander yes. that played for like 86 years. Yeah, he played for yeah Texas Rangers most notably. I think he had a 20 game season. Yeah, yeah. I also remember Kenny Rogers roasters. I mean, that chicken was delicious. Oh God damn! I'm, now I'm gonna have to hear about that because they had those in Peoria too, and I didn't even know that was a thing. And, I was talking about Seinfeld. Uh no, they actually had them in Peoria. Funny story though. So, 
Amber's grandmother has a picture with DDP and Goldberg at Kenny Rogers Roasters. I can't remember if she worked there or if her sister worked there. But she, you know, when we were when we went to our first WrestleMania, she was talking to her grandmother and she said, "You mean DDP and them?" And then she sent the picture. And I'm like, "Okay, you got Goldberg next to you, but it's DDP and them." That that was just funny to me. That's good. okay. Cool. I like it. Next I'm sorry I'm working over here while you guys are supposed to be talking and you're looking back at me like I'm supposed to jump in. Where's Andrew? I'm right here. I was just supposed to gloat. I think I did okay with that. You know, we're the, the least winningest, the most losingest, however you want to word that, football franchise in the NFL history. So it's nice that we can get there. And Have it you? also would be nice if we win it. Then we can be a bunch of shitters with the worst winning percentage in the in the league, yet we still have two chips to our name. So that'd be nice. How are you going to feel if you lose? I mean, it's not much different. Like it, it's, a, it's a little deflating, you know, getting hyped up this much. But it, as a Bucks fan, I already said worst winning percentage in NFL history in the whole league. So losing is something we're accustomed to. Bro, I bullshit. I still, I'm still thinking about that Rashard Higgins play when it when he dove for the end zone and it was a touchback, and that was two weeks ago. Okay, yeah. Well, you guys just have a bunch of bad beats, but you guys did have a decent run. You had some competent teams here or there, and you know you haven't made the playoffs or whatever in what 18 years since. But like before that, the Browns were at least reputable, and you know even though a lot of the championships came before color television like you know it was Word. still a, it was still a you know Otto Graham was the shit what can I say man <laughs> to, to be fair man the the 80s Browns were basically the equivalent of these new Aaron Rodgers millennial Packers because they I mean they made I mean the Browns made four AFC championship games in the 90s and just couldn't get over the hump Let's, so I, yeah, I think I there's a parallel once there. Once again, we like pre-show Donovan McNabb, now Browns and Kozar. I don't know where championships no, no, come no, from no, with no. those. Let's the not do this. The equation was the no, fact no. that Rodgers and McNabb no, no, have the same gonna, championship uh, we're gonna, record. We're going to move no, on. No, no, we're not going there. We're, we're going to move Brian, on. Brian Seip, uh, Rodgers was also has a Super MVP. Bowl and three MVPs, and he's one of the five best quarterbacks of all time and possibly the most talented quarterback of all time. There's not really much else to say about that. Folks, I want to let you know that I'm going to have Kenny Killa and Just Jesse on Chair Shot Radio Sunday morning to preview the Royal Rumble. Let's go to a commercial, and we'll be right back. This is your boy, Brian Kenny Killa, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! Indeed, ready to rumble. I don't know why Platt's face is making that look happen above his neck. Above his neck. You never heard that? You never heard jock jams before? What's your deal? 
Yo, I understand that it is Rumble Week and the Rumble is this Sunday, but we're burying the lead. I mean, the biggest story that happened in wrestling this week was not the Royal Rumble, yet and still, topic two, we're talking about the Rumble. I'm a little perplexed, so bear with me for that. We're having a production meeting live on air right now, ladies and gentlemen. That's what's happening. A little perplexed, but go ahead, set it oh. up, set the table. We here now, shit, fuck it. Well, let me tell you what happened. You guys decided to fuck up the real order in burying the lead by going talk. Let Andrew gloat for fucking twenty minutes about the Buccaneers going to the Super Bowl when we already knew that. Uh-huh. So then I got confused because I didn't fix my little thingy over here on the goddamn sheet. Okay, so we're just gonna leave this in, and um, yeah. yeah, you fucked my whole shit up because I've I've got dark horses. And I've got actual rumble winners, and it, my dark horses aren't going to make a lot of sense because we're not talking about what topic two was supposed to be. So it's like we're going to be doubling back at this particular point in time. But we're here now, Andrew. The rumble. Let's talk about. Why it. should you visit Chairshot.com? Chairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. The Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Gentlemen, Vince McMahon decided to sell the rights to the WWE Network to the to <laughs> So he just pulled an Omaha or a Scary Ninja or whatever it is. And he... New York Bozo, New York Bozo. <laughs> God damn it, Donald. <laughs> Maybe you never heard that one. All right, go ahead, Platt. No, 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 go ahead, man. Set it up, please. Set it up. You were doing a good job. I couldn't. I, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do anymore. That's good comedy. Nah, go ahead. You guys got this. Top notch comedy. <laughs> it was. <laughs> we just roll with the punches. Come on. We all know we're gonna be switching over to Peacock. Gregor doesn't. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. So the WWE sold the WWE Network to NBC Universal Comcast and their streaming service known as Peacock. Now I'm, I'm for five yes. years now, I'm for seven billion dollars. Yeah, so dollars. I love billion dollars. <laughs> God damn it! Stop talking. I just got one more thing to say, then I'm gonna throw it to y'all, man, because I got questions. I got questions. So is this? You had answers though. I don't have any goddamn answers. That's our title. So. <laughs> so okay so it's, no, I can't do isn't goddamn. it five so is it five years 200 million a year which would be a billion is that what was that no. what it is yeah I thought it was two over five, 200 over five. Oh no it is it a year 200 every year oh yeah that's right it was a billion that's dollar what, deal that's... another billion dollar deal so when you started doing that i had that i'm like i'm gonna encourage this and i can i can run it right into it it'll be perfect well, this is a greatest time as any to bring up the fact that uh, Tim Mylan got popped for distributing cocaine and then went and snitched on his uh, co-defendants. 
So, and then thirty, and, one of the most and thirty, and, like and thirty years later, he's made multiple movies, being Santa Claus, made billions of dollars at the box office, and had two hits so sitcoms. You tell me, Santa Claus is a crackhead? So that guy in the alleyway that dresses how up the every fuck year, do you think he delivers? How do you think he delivers presents to kids in twenty-four hours all over the world? Oh, oh, Santa is definitely performance enhanced. Come on, that's, that goes without saying. Come on now. Yeah. Come on. I okay. thought that was just, yeah, given. Those candy canes aren't peppermint and sugar. All right, so since enhancing Game. performance is what we're on right now, you can go into your diatribe about WWE and how this is really nice as a way to just enhance their their market, enhance their their viewer base, even though everybody on the IWC doesn't think so and still thinks this, the project is poopy and Vince is out of touch and Vince is a billion dollars out of touch. So, uh, yeah, yeah, but dude, you, you, but, you dude back on the rails. but dude, but dude, AEW is whooping NXT in the ratings, dude. So, how do you take that? I mean, who's really, really winning here? I mean, so what? Oh Vince is, so what? Vince has got like five yeah, billion dollars. I mean, Tony Khan is with shit, man. It's, it's the same thing, though, dude, because TNA beat the, their third brand and their third brand was ECW man and yeah like it's the same thing man TNA 2010 AEW right now it's it's on the rise man so WWE just secured another billion so they don't give two shits about what you think about the current product point what? blank period this Andrew though this is part this is phase two of the great American cash out and I talked about it a few years ago on these very airwaves, how phase one was them putting Titan Towers up for sale. So that lets me know sooner rather than later, WWE was positioning themselves to cash out. I think Vince realizes he's old now and he can't do this shit forever and he's going to make as much as he can and get the fuck up out the game. Now, granted, the Titan Tower sale, I'm sure that was uh, adversely affected by COVID. Lord knows how that's going. But this is phase two of that particular plan. I'm not Whenever. arguing with you that that's salient enough. Like, I, I could neither confirm nor deny. I just know that the WWE just made a billion fucking dollars. <laughs> yes, and they're getting up out the game, man. I mean, I could see a scenario in which Steph, the kids, I'm just going to say the kids, and I include Triple H when I say the kids, where they're the public faces of the company, kind of how Dana White is. After they after the Fertitta sold UFC to um, William Morris Endeavors, but yeah, I, I could see somebody. I don't know if it's Comcast. I don't know if it's Disney. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I could let, definitely see them selling this sooner rather than later. So let's ask the real question here. Then let's actually let's be let's be pot as war for for five minutes here. Like, Aww, we're, we're all, do you know you know the the good the the like the truly essence of pot is war here. Does WWE turn into WCW after Vince McMahon sells and no longer has his hands in the pot? I mean, what kind of control is left over for whoever's in charge? I mean, it's someone else's company now. It's a it's a it's a corporation's company now. It's not one man telling a story to people. It's a corporation about making money now. If that happens, well, I mean, it's it's been like it doesn't turn into WCW. Yeah, it's, it's been like that for the last, you know, 10, 15 years. Now, once they sell, I don't know what that means long term for the wrestling industry. And I think that's where you're trying to go with this. 
But I mean, this shit hasn't been wrestling for a while. And it's funny because I see a lot of people online talking about how, oh, well, WWE is not a wrestling company. It's a content creator. Motherfucker, I've been saying that shit for five years. Blow me. <laughs> Listen to me. Listen to me. Hear me. God damn it. Everything that everybody's saying now is the same shit I've been saying for years. Just nobody paid me any fucking attention. But. I, I, you know, I, I don't know what that means for the wrestling company. Could it go the way of rollerball? Yeah, I could see that. You know, without the McMahons at the helm, I, I could certainly see that. Or even shit, the even horse racing. Nobody really gives a shit about horse racing except for rich white people that are that can afford horses. But yeah, so I, I could certainly see that. But I could see a scenario where Stephanie keeps doing what she does because she's really good on the public relations side of the game. Perhaps you let Triple H be in charge of creative and actually do the the storylines and the day to day minutia with the wrestling company, and then similar to what they're doing right now, they have the they brought in these outside wrestling people that kind of help run the business standpoint and, or aspect of the business. I could see that. I could see Comcast or Disney or whomever putting their own people in, in at the helm of that particular thing, and then of course they'll find something for Shane to do. I don't know what, but they'll find some form to do. Cool. Yeah, they'll figure it out. But yeah, I mean, like I like I kind of said before, you you took off was just it's gonna become Star Wars. Like, you know, George Lucas has had his qualms about the last trilogy and other things because he sold the rights and it's not his baby anymore. So that's not what he would have done, quote unquote, whiny whiny whiny. And it's gonna be the same thing, especially since this whole quarantine has pointed out that you can do cinematic wrestling and make it not completely ridiculous like the Bray Wyatt or like the Lucha Underground stuff where Brian Cage isn't going to shatter someone's skull and kill a detective and then <clears throat> have a normal wrestling match the day after against somebody's like mutant monster brother. Like it doesn't have to be so telenovela and it still can be compelling and still kind of use the wrestling to get through the soap opera, dramedy, sitcom kind of things. And I think that's where we're headed, you know, especially with Sasha getting her Disney in with, you know, Star Wars and all other stuff. And will be, you know, seen as been commercials everywhere, even though his movies kind of suck. Rock is the rock. And he obviously still has another tie back to WWE with buying XFL. So there, there's still going to be some tethers there. And, you know, he could make a appearance at Mania in the next year or so whenever, you know, people can be there so his star power can be used correctly. And... I could really just see, you know, a lot of cinematic, a lot of Lucha Underground style where it's more soap opera driven and it's going to be, you know, the tribal island or the tribal chief and his kingdom or some shit like that. You can actually build a whole story, a whole show around Roman Reigns becoming a tribal chief, so to speak, and just, you know, beating the hell out of people or, you know, tying it into the Fast and Furious somehow or some shit like that. You know what I mean? And that's probably what WWE is going to become, just pure entertainment with less and less wrestling, kind of as they've trended the last 20 years anyway. And it, it kind of scares me that you brought that up, and I agree with you, but it scares me because we all love the Attitude Era, clearly. But a lot of the sins and, and missteps that they made in the Attitude Era, they're coming back now 20 years later, like you said, to bite them in the ass at this particular point in time. So what is the industry going to look like 20 years from now will it still be around or and maybe i misspoke when i said roller derby maybe more like ice capades or some shit like that you know what i mean <laughs> I, I 
I, I don't know what the future holds for the industry. I'm not mad at the McMahons if they want to cash out, which I think that's where we're heading. I'm Obviously, how could I get mad at that? Get the money while the getting is good. And I know that Vince isn't going to have no boss. Vince hasn't had boss for 50 years, so he sure shit isn't going to have one now that he's on the back nine. But if they, you know, cash out and Vince can just go down to Florida and tan and lift weights or whatever the fuck he does, yeah, I, I see a scenario in which that can happen, but as far as what this means for the industry overall, I don't think we're going to see the ramifications for another 20 years. And people think I'm crazy when I project shit like that. But, yeah, I, I don't know what this industry looks like in 20 years. And that's kind of scary, especially as we get more and more into this new world where you, you kind of not you got to walk on eggshells. But there's only so far because you see it in the current product. There are certain places they try to push the envelope as much as they possibly can. But there's only so much that they can push the envelope because of the fear of the backlash. So, and at the end of the day, this is guys cutting themselves with razor blades and getting hit in the head with chairs. I don't know how much more sanitized it could be. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if wrestling itself doesn't inherently change that much in the next 20 years. But the end goal is different where if WWE removes themselves as instead of the best wrestling or the, the number one wrestling promotion and they're just an entertainment hub and it just so happens that you get to act in those shows because of professional wrestling we need you know foreign wrestling and AEWs and impacts and ROHs and MLWs to kind of keep you know breeding talent so to speak and keep that going so people have somewhere to learn and then go up to and it's i that's kind of what i'm thinking because you know lucha libre actual like mexican wrestling that's steeped in a whole different level of history that's not going to go anywhere because that means something more to mexican fans than it does to american fans japanese wrestling means more to japanese fans than it does to western fans so I think we just might see WWE, I don't know, moving the, the concept of what professional wrestling is from an American perspective into sports entertainment and less less on the wrestling side and more on the entertainment side. So on a personal level here, because the, the sale, I believe it, it goes final in March. Is that correct? That's when every the, the move actually happens. I believe sure it's March. Right, yeah. So there's they've announced that there's going to be two different tiers. There's the the lower tier, which is going to be 4.99 a month, but it also comes with commercials. Now you can also pay the uh, higher tier, which is 9.99 a month, and it's commercial free. Now, I have Xfinity Comcast cable in my household right now, so I get the Peacock app for free because of that. What am I going to have to pay? Or am I going to be able to get this shit for free? How's, how's this going to affect me? Because I could use that extra buck 20 a month. Hell, that extra buck 20 a year that I'm paying on WD, WWE Network shit, maybe I get a Brazzers account or some shit like that. Or or, or maybe <laughs> I'll get a... Or or maybe I'll, I'll, I'll invest into the Sunday NFL ticket or I'll get League Pass finally. Like, there's some things I could do with that extra buck 20 if I'm going to be able to save it. Do you already have... <clears throat> so you pay for Peacock already, you said? No, I have. Well, I mean, technically, yes, but it's rolled into the cable because my cable is Xfinity, which is Comcast. So I get the I, I'm paying for Peacock, but technically I get it for free, if that makes sense. Well, then you'll have WWE Network on Peacock and you should have it without commercials. So 
It's going to be $4.99 with commercials to have the WWE Network, and it'll be $9.99 just like it is right now, and you'll get WWE Network and Peacock. So if you're a WWE Network subscriber, you should be happy because they're going to migrate you over, and your password or everything is going to need an email, and, and it's just going to be that quick and easy. And you're going to not only get the WWE Network like it was, you're also going to get everything Peacock offers at that $10 uh, tier. So I that, thought that was, I read something where they're migrating you over at the five dollar tier. Well, then you so can you and you can and you can jump up back up to the nine ninety nine. Of course, yeah. So, so it's the same. Sure, we're clear on how right, the information right. is flowing. Like basically, it's if you're you're paying, you're gonna you're gonna pay the same price, I'm, and you're gonna I'm, get. I'm and, still paying ten bucks a month. No, yeah. you're you're oh. not. You're not. Well, it might be built into his bills. No, 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 no. If he's getting nobody. Are you paying $10 a month for Peacock on your cable bill? No, I get Peacock because I have Xfinity. Then you're but fine. Are they going to make me pay the $9.99 to Why would they? Commercial? No, they wouldn't. Your account is just going to, they're going to ask you to make a new account with that, and you're going to say no. And then you're going to leave it because you're already on Peacock. So I'm not going to have to pay $10. Because I don't want the commercials, man. I'd rather pay the nine ninety nine and not have commercials. That's Chris, what I'm saying. I'm not trying to be mean right now, but think about it. You shouldn't have to, but you do want to make sure to check to see whatever the base package of Peacock that comes with Xfinity is, because you might have be to pay. $5. Okay, you might have to pay five dollars to get rid of the commercials. Correct. That that's the only thing you might have to do. That, that that's what I'm saying because I watch. But I don't. Now, I don't see they, that happen. Commercials. Well, okay, so that's... then you probably have the five dollar okay, well, version. Yes. Well, then maybe you don't even have Peacock right now because Peacock right now for free you can watch a lot of stuff with commercials. What? You can get Peacock for free, and you can go and watch a lot of different stuff with commercials. That's what the fuck I just said, man. But no, no, I have saying you no, might okay, just okay. be getting it for free no, and but, might not actually be subscribed I, I, to the service. No, I have Peacock because I have Xfinity Comcast, which is NBC, so it comes into the package. Which means it's like you have Disney when you have Verizon and things of that nature. So you should have the, all the benefits of the WWE Network with you it. Should. If it's 5 or 10 is dependent upon how you watch it and what happens i don't know and i don't know if that information is even available at the moment okay so what but i'm saying is i can't i can't see you if you're getting the service mm-hmm. i can't see you having to pay the full tier maybe only the extra five dollars to get rid of the commercials that, i i agree with that logic so maybe we get some sunday nfl ticket or oh some uh, league pass action in this bitch yeah Five bucks there a month. Go. Say it again. For five bucks a month, bro. I got an extra. Well, okay, five bucks a month. I'm not doing the math. I'm just gonna say theoretically, if I have an extra buck twenty a year to play with, that's probably where it's gonna go. One of those two services. Well, that's so only yeah, ten so bucks if, a month. If though. you don't repay, then you'll have the buck twenty. If you have to do the five dollar upgrade, then you have sixty bucks. To I have sixty, which I mean, all right, whatever. Because I mean, I, I just. just uh, yeah, but I get sick of trying to w- find the Browns every single Sunday through nefarious means, man. It, it's a hassle sometimes because some I of the know, streams the don't Browns work. You, you They're know. no bucks, right? You know? Shut up. Wow. How many bucks games? Oh, it's worse. top, but never mind. I was about to <laughs> See? <laughs> All right, we're gonna, we're, let's try this again. Ladies and gentlemen, let's 
Because I'm not going to edit this podcast, as you all already know, if you're listening. That is the second time you've heard that. But who gives a shit? We're approaching the greatest pay-per-view in the history of mankind. The one everybody looks forward to the most. I don't give a shit who you are. already happened. What are you talking about? Nobody is listening to what Andrew Belez is to see right now. (laughs) Especially considering the fact that... I butt chug salt water all the time. And that he hey, doesn't lockdown go. Lockdown hasn't been a show in a couple years either, so I'm really confused. What are you talking about? And let me just Queen's Gambit, Andrew, right now and checkmate his ass. I don't know. No, no, any... I use the Sicilian defense. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, well, here we go with this one. <laughs> Try this one on the Tunny Time defense. I don't know. I don't. I don't know of any other pay per view you have gone to a party to every single year that I've known you. So let's start there. Yep, fair enough. Checkmate, Tony. Winner, winner. Winner, winner, winner. Stuffed pork chop dinner. That's how I like the roll. All right, gentlemen. It is the Royal Rumble. And boom goes the dynamite. Go ahead, Tony. What's wrong with stuffed pork chops? Nothing's wrong with stuffed pork chops. Oh, that's right. You don't eat pork, though. You don't fuck with that. But pork chops are good if you don't like pork. Pork chops are delicious. But go ahead, Tony. Applesauce? Oh, yes. Nah. Yeah, what? Nah. Nah. Smothered yeah. gravy. Oh, oh and we're Andrew. Okay, gravy. Okay. Good yeah, too. that's good, yeah, too. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But we are listening to someone, Andrew, that doesn't eat pork. Anyway, the Royal Rumble, gentlemen. Do we see, <laughs> do we see any big comebacks this, this weekend at the Royal Rumble? What are your thoughts? I know we're looking forward to it regardless. It's probably the greatest concept of all time in professional wrestling. Shout out to Pat Patterson. The man, the myth, the legend who left us earlier um, in this in this COVID-stricken time. Let's get back up, though. Royal Rumble thoughts, gentlemen. I'm going to kick it over to you. I, I'm sorry. I've been a little Pat Patterson pontification there. Hey, no need to apologize when pontificating upon Pat Patterson. You see that? Yeah. Andrew, I, I got a list, man. You want to go first, though? But I got a list. I got a list. Plural. No, no, no. I'm, I'm interested in this list since he's not editing it and you had that whole rant. You just about made the list. Things weren't going to make sense. Thank you. Okay, but yeah, cool. So I'm, I'm curious where this is going because, you know, if you have to make callbacks to the uh, previous question, then uh, I, I'd like to hear that first. All right. So I'm going to start with the ladies' rumble because ladies first and I'm a gentleman and shit. And I love you just bitches. made the list. That was a joke. That was a joke. That was a mm-hmm. joke. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with the ladies, man. So I'm going to start with my dark horses for the women's Royal Rumble, if you will. <laughs> Taya Valkyrie. She has prece- She has presumably wrapped up with Impact. We know her husband's in the E. I've heard rumblings that maybe she's going over there. We don't know. But what better way to make a big impact, pun intended, than coming in and winning the Women's Royal Rumble. Do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, I agree with you completely, because she's she's a little too big for NXT, and I mean that 
with her personality, her star, where it reaches from Lucha Underground, Mexico, and Impact, and the tie to Morrison. So it would make too much sense just to tie her in with Miz and Morrison and not do the NXT run for a year or whatever. Do you, do you she have, need it. Do you have, like, the handheld notepad where you can just flip the pages over, like, in your hand? You're just like, flip, flip. You should have one of those. That's what I see you with the handheld notepad and the, the pen or pencil in your ear, and you got the flip and then... No. Or you just need an old school BlackBerry with the stylus and do it that way. No. Yes. See, that's exactly. I told you, Andrew. I told you. I knew it. I knew it. Now, these are on my phone, to be fair. Plus, oh, Taya is bigger than like 87% of the entire male roster of NXT. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Another Dark Horse. Just throwing it out there. We haven't heard her name a lot lately, but you know she is going to pop up in one of the big two in this country inevitably, right? She's like Thanos. It's she's inevitable, which is Tessa Blanchard. I, I'm not mad at that. And if if that works with the Taya thing, then they could always kind of respark the impact feud is just an easy thing for them to get into that people are aware of. So I like it. I like it. Number three, the delicious Rhea Ripley. Dark Horse. I mean, I she's been her winning, but she'll be involved. Yes. I'm, yeah, she's been treading water down in NXT for the greater part of the past year. I I don't think they have anything really for her to do, and I could see her making a big splash and coming in and maybe winning the Rumble. Some people we converse with have a strong feeling that Rhea Ripley is going to be the one winning the Rumble. Well, there we go. See? So I'm not tripping. Last, and certainly not least on my list of dark horses, the man, Becky Lynch. Would you I shut mean, the hell up? I'm just saying, I, I know she's probably still nursing and stuff like that, but I mean, the baby's, what, a month or two old at this particular point in time? It's not like they're it's traveling on... It's, it's a little it's, early. It's not like they're traveling on the road right now. I mean, now. even shitty office jobs give, like, you know, the, the maternity leave of at least three months, you know. And you're supposed to go, like, right before your due date, basically, so. There's no chance it, in hell that Becky Lynch will be at the Royal Rumble. You, now, uh, the funny thing is, is, like, the way you think about Becky Lynch might be at the Royal Rumble is the way I think Seth Rollins may be at the Royal Rumble. Like there's no chance oh, well, yeah. there's there is zero chance in any realm of any uh, being existence that Becky Lynch shows up at the Royal Rumble, in my opinion. Hence why I said Dark Horse, so we're just throwing it out there. So I mean, my, my no, like favorites. it's I mean this is like but, non existent. This is not even a horse because there's nothing to there's no shape or form. There's not a mane. There's All right, not so hooves. it's a Pegasus there's because no, it doesn't No, 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 no. There's, there no, there's no shape, no form. There's no name for it. There's nothing. It's like slim and and no chance they left town or whatever that joke is. And then it's like worse than that times infinity. Well, had you taken the time to put notes in your phone concerning the rumble, we'd humor you too, but you didn't. So I had to, delete, I had to delete the notes app in my phone to download the next <laughs> update. <laughs> <laughs> so in my mind there's only three possible winners for this Royal Rumble not the Dark Horses of course Bianca Belair she's going to be the leader in the clubhouse for obvious reasons we've been thinking that for a while 
her and Sasha at Mania it makes a whole lot of sense. And I, I think she's got to be the front runner at this particular point in time. I was expecting you to rattle off the other two and then we'd go from there. Well, oh, man, it's not an exact science, okay? I'm throwing Charlotte Flair out there. Well, she's I can gonna see win. her winning this Rumble. Yeah, she it, will. It's Charlotte. Yeah, it's yeah. Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah, which, which I'm not mad at that with her and Asuka revisiting their match at, what was it, 33? I thought that was the best match on the card. A lot of people thought it was the Kurt Angle, Ronda versus Triple H and Stephanie, but you know, it, as in terms of in no, it's, good. it's not going to. It's going to be thing. Charlotte and Alexa. Yeah, yes. It's not going to be Charlotte and Oscar. It's going to be Charlotte and Alexa. Nah, I, yeah, okay, whatever. You, you, you're entitled to your opinion, and you're entitled to be. I'm going to mark the and tape so I can play this for like a year and a half after April. Fair enough. And I'm also going to throw Bailey out there as a possible winner. And listen, I know the feud in her and Sasha has probably played out and it probably behooves everybody to keep them far apart as possible for the foreseeable future. But maybe they run it back. They're going to have fans in Tampa this time around. Maybe they want those two to get their WrestleMania moment. And I, you can't say they didn't earn it because they did the Lord's work during this pandemic. So I can see a scenario where they want those two women to go out there get 15, 20 minutes to shine and, and do their thing in front of audiences, just kind of as a reward for the work that they've done throughout this pandemic. I could I could see some of that. Like, I, I definitely really like Bianca as a possible winner. Bailey, I'm not sold on. And Charlotte, I don't... I, th I think where I'm headed, even though when you mentioned it, I like Rhea because I think she's going to be in there because her losing to Raquel Gonzalez kind of insinuates very heavily she's going to get the move up and it's, it works to you know introduce her in the Rumble and have her be one of the eliminators or the old Diesel kind of clear the ring kind of role. So I like that. I just feel like Charlotte's going to be her obstacle first because Charlotte was the thing that kind of kept her down. So I feel like Charlotte's eliminating her but I would really like to see Kyrie Sane as a dark horse entrant because she still has a WWE contract. She's supposed to be a you know, like a, a Japanese ambassador for WWE, whatever. And she was hinting towards being in a ring with her gear again. And the pirate princess, they're going back to the pirate ship. It almost works out too perfectly for Kyrie to come in the Rumble, win the Rumble, and then have her one-on-one -on -one with Asuka that everybody felt she deserved. So I, I feel like that's going to be a big feel-good for the IWC kind of match because I think Vince sees that there was something with them, and Vince, see, you know, he obviously saw something in Kyrie because she was never buried. She just got hurt because she's small. Asuka's been one of the shining lights of the COVID era, so... I could definitely see uh, the era, or not the era, but the angle where Charlotte and Rhea split off into a singles thing, and then Asuka and Kyrie, you know, they're they're the title match at Mania. So, I guess that would mean Asuka and Charlotte would drop it to what Nia and Shayna at Rumble, because I think that that's what the match is. Which I'm fine, because Nia and Shayna are a good team. So I I'd like that to be where they go with all of that. And I guess you also have to throw Lacey Evans in there as she could possibly make more waves than people want her to or expect her to because that's 
That's a weird fucking angle, but it's, it's yeah. probably going to get top booking somewhere eventually. Yeah, and I, I could see Rick why he wants buns, and he certainly has a type, and she certainly fits the type, but uh, at least he's not unattractive. But I mean, it's Ric Flair. Nobody's going to boo Ric Flair at this point in time. That's impossible. So Charlotte's True. supposed to be the face and Rick is the heel. That just doesn't compute to me. But they never knew what they were doing with Charlotte anyway. She was, you know, they, I, I, yeah, I don't even know what her character is supposed to be at this time. And But your, your, um, your, um, your assertion with Kyrie saying, because even uh, Asuka has been on record saying that she wanted that match and it never yep. happened. So, yeah, it's not outside the realm of possibilities. That's fair. So uh, moving on to the men's side, uh, do you have any male dark horses? That sounds weird. Yeah, that kind of does. It's a little, a little <laughs> awkward. Yeah. I mean, Edge already declared, so he's not really a dark horse or a surprise. They have to have at least one surprise in there somewhere. CM Punk feels like the layup, just because he's kind of hinted. People said he got back in the ring before COVID or like right around when it started with under the mask and I think around Tunney's area, if I remember correctly. And Aww, it's just... Put in. You just want her to come back, I see. Or is, did Tony Acero join the podcast? Is that what that was? I my, totally forgot. Do you, <laughs> my, my, uh, no, Tony Acero definitely not joined the podcast <laughs> that I've been on. Um, but yes, uh, on the Bandwagon Nerds, my early predictions were um, CM Punk and AJ Lee. I mean, that, that, I mean I'm, doing, I'm doing like 18 shows this week, so I had to start there. No, that that's fair, because Punk is, like, one I could see. I don't think Rock is coming back in a Rumble-type thing. I guess if they do Drew's match before the Rumble, you could see Goldberg go in there and try to challenge Roman, because I've, I've seen people float that idea around, but that just... That seems weird and redundant. I don't know. Like, Dark, Dark Horse is weird, because everybody's in a weird spot, but a part of me would love it if... Uh, what the fuck is AJ Styles' bodyguard's name? Osmos or whatever his name is? Omos. Omos, yeah. If he got a fucking entry in there and then he ends up eliminating everybody, including AJ or something like that, I think that'd oh, be cool. That's great. That's so, great. So I put out a poll and I said, who would you most like to see return at the Rumble? And I put out Booker T, Brock Lesnar, CM Punk, or The Rock. Now, I had Brock Lesnar, Punk, and Rock in mind, and I know recently in the back of my brain, I remember hearing that Booker T said, I'll get in shape for enough money to come back and, and return, because wouldn't you rather see Booker T over Goldberg or even Sting? I mean, but here's what the, that's, that's a topic for another day, uh, but here's how the poll looks. 44% said Punk, 28% Brock, 19 Rock nine booker so let me i'm, I'm gonna do my darkest doors here you you stepped on it a little bit but that's okay I can recover. i'm gonna go no nah, no worries i'm gonna go least interesting to uh, most provocative so we'll get biggie out the way as a dark horse they've kind of been moving him and i, I thought that maybe around this time he would be ready for that spot but th it's kind of a slow burn with him right now so i don't think that's gonna happen but hence i put it in the dark horse category Bobby Lashley, got to throw that out there. And and I'm listening to you, you wrestling pundits. Every week, week in and week out, y'all say he's the most protected man in WWE. 
but I hear the disdain in your voice about it. I hear the little undertones. You're not slick, okay? You can suck my dick. You're not slick. He should be the most protected man in WWE, and he should have been the most protected man in WWE. And had he been the most protected man in WWE from his time that he came back, you could make some money off of him right now. He could have had big money matches with Brock, with McIntyre, with Keith Lee, with Roman Reigns, maybe in a John Cena. Like, you could be making money off this guy right now had you protected him from the moment he walked back through those doors. But that's neither here nor there. Mental note. Conversation for another day. Not to shit on what you're saying, but just to explore that further. Okay, cool. Yeah, write that down. Put it in your pad. (laughs) Now, Now here's the sexier picks. So I'm gonna start with Brock because I, I, you know, that that was on there as a as a possible dark horse. Maybe you want Drew to get his win in front of people so he can celebrate and have his actual WrestleMania moment. We don't know what's going on with Brock right now. There is gonna be people there. Perhaps you want to make a splash because it's gonna be the first Mania on Peacock and he's a huge name. So maybe you back the Brinks truck up to Canada or Nova Scotia or the North Pole or wherever the fuck he's living right now <laughs> and you go and you grab Brock Lesnar to come in that spot here's my dark horses of dark horses and frankly the more I think about it I actually think he's going to win John Cena why not he'd be perfect opponent for Drew McIntyre I'm thinking Roman Reigns but we're on the same page number one you got to know he's going to wrestle there again it's the first Wrestlemania on Peacock you got to pull out the biggest names you possibly have access to if we're assuming that Dwayne's not going to wrestle at this mania which I think that's a good I I think that's a fair assumption at this particular point in time Mm -hmm. John got that palatial estate down there in Tampa the crib is right down the street from Raymond James Stadium He's going to be at Mania in some capacity, and I'm assuming wrestling. And the biggest match that you have access to is John Cena versus Roman Reigns. And you could build it up. It's the air parent. It's the same thing as the Super Bowl. It's the air parent versus the old guard. And you can hype up the, oh, he's going to break Ric Flair's record, the whole 17th title thing. Well, you can go back to the old promo of John Cena saying, if you do your job, I wouldn't have to be around anymore. Well, John Cena. Well, John Cena. I don't need you to be around anymore. I don't know what the fuck you were talking about the first time. So, yeah, I like it. I like that even more. That's a, I love that. I love that. And the more I think about it, I think that's what's going to happen here. Because I'll bet dollars and donuts, man, at some point in time I don't know. during that 30-man entry, we're going to hear. Go ahead. I don't know that he needs to win the Royal Rumble to have that match, though. But I love jo- I love John Cena of Roman Reigns. That's, a, that, that's night two. That's perfect. I love it. Okay. And yeah, the more I think about it, the more I can. One of those thirty men in the rumble, we just hear dun 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 dun. He could cost. Dun. He could cost uh, Jay Uso being. He could throw him out of the rumble, and then that could start the whole rivalry and him not winning the rumble. So these are my my four favorites in descending order. I got to throw Keith Lee out there because they clearly see something in Keith Lee. So I, I got to mm-hmm. throw that out there. You know, that's number four, though. Nakamura. They did something with Nakamura for a reason. You know what I mean? They I, That gauntlet match, they know that those th- – basically those gauntlet matches are designed to get people over, and they, they see that now. So the reason the, – they had him last as long as they did 
in the gauntlet for a reason. Now, maybe it's just the throwaway at, at the March pay-per-view and it means nothing and he just gets his throwaway match versus Roman, but he's on the radar. Daniel Bryan. That's a hell of a juicy-ass storyline, too, and they've been teasing and, and kind of flirting with that Roman Reigns storyline for years now. You remember when the Roman thing and or Eric Rowan thing where they dropped the shit on Roman and we all thought it was going to lead to Brian and, yes. and Daniel, I think it was it Roy, not Royal Rumble, I think it was SummerSlam, whatever. But they've been teasing that for a while, even more recently. And that's a sexy matchup, too. And there's a lot of meat on that bone that you could explore. But I, I, I think the odds on favorite at this point has to be Sheamus. They've been teasing this program with him and Drew McIntyre for months now. You know it's going to be a good match. They're friends, so they have no compulsions of beating the holy hell out of each other in front of WrestleMania. And WWE has always been higher on Sheamus than everybody else. I love Sheamus. I think he's awesome. But they've always seen him in that top guy category, and they've always kind of booked him in that vein. So I, I, I could see them going McIntyre and Sheamus at Mania. I don't, I don't hate it. I also don't think that they need him to win. Because just like you said, they're friends. They could build in a storyline reason to kind of have Sheamus get the shot anyway. If Well, goddamn it, boss. Somebody got to win the fucking Rumble. I know, shot. but I'm just saying the SmackDown <laughs> side probably makes more sense for people just taking shots at the Chief, which I do like your, your Cena one. That makes a lot more sense, and I think that's good given the Peacock ramifications and the fact that there'd probably be people and yada, yada, yada. So... Cena is Cena is good. CM Punk would be good. Daniel Bryan I like a lot, especially because this is also supposed to be like his last year, or something. I think so. I think WWE is going to try to do right by him and give him kind of matches to check off of his dream match bucket list type thing. So it's going to be interesting. I I'm not nearly as strong on many of them as you are, but Rumble's always fun. And just like Tony said. It, it's a party that I always go to, even though COVID is growing that up. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, did I at least make compelling cases for why I said what I said? No, you were horrible. We might, yeah, replace, you top, you. We might, re we might replace you next week. Yeah. Just to be honest Ooh. with you. With Ray? No, with, with, Spork, with, the, <laughs> with, the, with Sporky from uh, Toy Story 4. Oh, nice. I like Sporky. He's got a lot of it, personality. He's if going you're going to replace... If you're gonna replace me, you at least got to get another black guy. Oh, it's a, it's yeah, it's not the and, actual one. It's the, it's a black spark. And you, you only got yeah, access it, to the three. Taco Bell give out black Kenny's sparks. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Well, you only got access to the three, and I don't think Kenny's coming on, so that's only two left. <laughs> I mean, we are covering yeah. more NFL. We are covering more NFL, so you may just not be needed anymore. Hey. There they're like, no, uh-oh, that's not true. That's that one guy I had study hall with in high school. <laughs> I did have no, study hall with Spanish. that guy in high school. How did you know that? <laughs> Every year, though, I say this, man, and I throw it out there, man. It's just it's a jewel just for y'all, man. Get together about 20, 30 of your friends. You probably get together about 30, 40 of your friends right now and just do a big-ass Zoom call because nobody's doing in-house manias right now. Everybody put up Zoom call. Yeah, everybody put up 5 to $10. And you, you you draw three names out the hat, and whatever numbers that you draw, those are the wrestlers that you get in the rumble. And then whomsoever's wrestler that has that corresponding number that wins the rumble, you win the pot. It's a fun game, 
And if you're a degenerate gambler, you'll certainly dig it. And it adds a layer of intrigue to the Rumble. I do do that at the parties I go to, but it's more fun in person. In a Zoom call, that's a little little dorky. No offense. No, I get that, but we're doing everything through Zoom now. But it's fun because you know the five, four, three, two, one. You're you're you know you're really excited. So like if Cena or Drew McIntyre comes out, you're like, oh hell yeah! But then if it's like our truth or or the right to censor or some shit, you're like, oh, this is some bullshit. You know, it's, but it's fun. And I know why <laughs> he did it for the Rock. No, not now. <laughs> I did it for you. Just eliminate yourself. <laughs> it's- all right, gentlemen, let's take a break. We'll come right back, and, uh, yeah, we're going to talk a little Undertaker. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Apropos, a new school take on the Undertaker's music, if you will. Undertaker uh, took the time to have a conversation with Joe Rogan, and shit literally hit the fan with a lot of people on some of his comments. I was privileged enough to have a conversation with Sin Bodhi. You can check that out on the Chairshot.com, Chairshot Radio, coming up this weekend. We talked a lot about that, and we talked a lot about the reaction um, from different generations of people. So, gentlemen, us being pretty close in the same age, what are your thoughts on Taker's comments, the reaction to Taker's comments, and were they taken in the right context? Chris, you start this. You start this. I, I was hoping you were going to start so I could pull up some of the quotes, but I can go ahead. I, I mean, we don't even all. need to quote. Like, how are we surprised? He was brought up in the 80s. He was stretched by Buzz Sawyer. He, w- he was taken for two grand, and then the dude fled town on him. And he got his ass beat by Bruiser Brody in one of his first legit matches. So, like, this this is a whole different version of dude. And it, a lot of these stories aren't even stories we've never heard. You know, like... We knew about the Brody match. We knew about how 
you know, he kind of was in the beginning with the mean Mark Callis kind of thing. Sure, maybe we didn't know he got his first job because he looked like David Von Erichter, whichever one Fritz said he reminded him of. But like, Fritz, not Fred. Fritz. I'm pretty sure I said Fritz, but I I'm may not have. I'm pretty sure you said Fred, but go on. Fred? Who's Fred? This is YouTube in like 2007. <laughs> There's no Fred. This isn't like a Nickelodeon show. Anyway, so not the point. I mean, the fact that he calls the, the locker room soft, the fact that he likes men's, like men's men, man's men, whatever the hell you want to really call it, that's, that makes sense. That's the old 70s, 80s kind of mentality of what a wrestler is. Like when he talked about getting his ass kicked and stiffed by Brody because he like palmed him too hard in the face when he was pushing off like he said i deserve that and he you know afterwards he took his beating came back and said thank you and then that earned him respect people don't do that nowadays people are soft if you stiff them they'll cry you know and it's it's not just wrestling it's that in general with society people can't take any kind of verbal jab or an insinuation much less a physical altercation and I think a lot of people that got offended got a, felt attacked from the words because this is a softer generation of human, of American, of generally speaking person. So, like, I don't know. People just don't like being told they're a bitch. And uh, when you get that offended, you know it's true. <laughs> so I, I pulled up a couple of quotes, and if you haven't listened to the podcast, I suggest you listen to it if you are a wrestling fan or a Taker fan, because Maybe the casual, they probably wouldn't be interested in it, but as a wrestling fan, I, I found the conversation fascinating, especially when he was talking about all his different injuries and stuff like that, and when he brought up how he almost lost his eye, like his eye was hanging on literally by a thread, by like a, a thin piece of skin, because I mean we because we all knew that he broke both his orbital bones, that's mm -hmm. why he, he was a Phantom of the Opera Taker, Yes, but I didn't know to what extent. I still like I the, the Brock comment he made where the, the doctor found him broken neck, but that was an old broken neck that apparently he didn't know about because he was taking the medication or whatever to just get through it. So he broke his fucking neck God knows how long before they thought he fucking broke his neck. Like, that that's good shit. I mean, Kurt Angle made a whole living off of that. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it was a fascinating conversation. Was it as good as the Steve Austin podcast? No. But, I mean, that's two peers chopping it up. You know, that's like uh, Magic and Larry chopping it up on a podcast. So, of course, that's going to be a little more entertaining, and they're going to get a little more insider baseball. Because I don't think Rogan is much of a, a wrestling fan. I think he respects what they do, but, you know, he's never come across to me as a, as a wrestling fan, which is why he had that weird dude on there. with your quotes, because I think you watch more Joe Rogan than I do, who was the dweeb that he had kind of chiming in with his own little takes on wrestling facts or like when he was talking about like when Rogan asked him like if he's the longest to ever do it and Taker was kind of trying to back off like I don't know if I'm the longest and then the guy yeah, no no, he's definitely the longest because he threw people off cages and he fell off cages and people don't do the same thing he does so most people quit like 10-15 years before he did I'm like you sound like the biggest fucking doofus dork fucking mark who are you why are you here and why are people listening to you and not us well he's a comedian and he's on the show from time to time but like i was saying i think he was Jeez, there to kind of bridge though. the gap but 
But he was there to bridge the gap because he did have some knowledge of wrestling, at least from a fan's perspective. And I don't think Rogan's a big wrestling guy, so that's yeah, why he, he was there. He's that type of fan that still plays with and collects his figures, though, is my point. He's well, got his little they're... plastic fucking WWE ring that he still sets up his mania card as his fantasy booking. But plus they're friends. So if if one of you guys told me that you were interviewing Undertaker, you can bet it sure shit stinks. I'm going to be on that melon farm. So, you know, yeah, same, but same at least sort of you're thing. not a dweeb. That's fair. So just to read a couple of the comments that we talked about earlier. So this one, this is talking about how the locker room has changed throughout the years. <clears throat> and I quote, you go into a dressing room nowadays and it's a lot different. I remember walking into my first real dressing room and all I saw were some crusty fucking men. Half of them had guns and knives in their bags. Shit got handled back then. Now, you walk in, these guys are playing video games and making sure they look pretty. It's evolution, I guess. I don't know what it is, but I just prefer those eras, man. I liked when men were men. So it's funny that he says that the locker room is looking to be pretty because, I mean, throughout his career as Undertaker, man, this Mellon Farmer put on more makeup than a a, a Russian whorehouse. Oh, so that, that was it kind was of... To make it is what it is. Not pretty. You know there, that's a different application. And Costume, then the video, makeup, and being cute and then, is one thing. And then the video games, I mean, tech, that's just technology, man. Back in the day, they played cards and dominoes. If they had video games like that and the technology was that accessible, it would have been dudes in the locker room playing video games as well. But let me just read one more comment, man, and then we'll, we'll go on there. And you kind of brought this up a little bit earlier. You, he said, uh, the product has changed so much, it's kind of soft. I'll probably piss a lot of people off, but they need to hear it. It is what it is. To the young guys... It's probably, oh, he's a bitter old guy. I'm not bitter. I did my time. I'm good. I walked away when I wanted to walk away. Bullshit. <laughs> I just think the product that is a little soft. There are guys here and there that have an edge to them, but there's too much pretty. Not enough substance right now. And I'm not saying he's wrong in his assertions, but this happens in every generation. Every generation looks at the past generation and thinks they're a little softer or thinks it was better back in the day. This is no different than that. I don't understand why this caused such a outrage on the internet because there were some other things that he said during this podcast that, you know, they hit my ears wrong. They were a little dog whistly, but I, of course he feels like that. You brought it up. Of course he feels like that. It's just a different generation and it, it is what it is. You know what I think? Just, just ruminating on this a little bit why people got so butthurt about the comments is because it validates what Jim Cornette has kind of made his his living off of the last few years when he's been doing the podcast yeah say it Tony oh oh cause I said fuck Jim Cornette ah, I saw it I saw it coming but yeah so I think that's why. Like, everybody wants to hate Cornette because he just hates on the Young Bucks and the flippy shit and the new style, and it's not the way it used to be. And everybody had this mystique about The Undertaker and still loved The Undertaker because of how old school he was with protecting the character, protecting the business, kind of still being the phenom, the attraction. And then when the man who acts the way that basically Cornette says people should act says very similar things to what Cornette says, people want to sh act offended and shocked because, wait, I like you. 
you you shouldn't be thinking what the bad person says. You should agree with me that it's okay in evolution, and this is it's different, but it's all right because everybody's different and everyone's special, kind of thing. Now, now some things are fucking stupid. Now some things need to go back to the way they used to be. It won't, especially not in WWE for reasons we brought up in the second topic when we talked about Peacock and how they're kind of going away from wrestling is even something that they like to put in their branding and they're more sports entertainment and they're going to turn into a a soap opera very literally just cinematic 100% most likely down the line so it's it's a different world it's a different brand it's a different product but you can't say it's not soft like I get your point about like every previous generation says the same thing about the new generation but there aren't many things where you can look at and say that the game hasn't gotten softer. You know, like get- basketball, the NBA has gotten softer over the last 15, 10, 15 years. NFL's gotten softer because, you know, now you can't touch people. You can't hit quarterbacks certain way without a flag. Like, it's just rules are put into place to make everything safer, which makes it as fucked up as this is to say. It's boring because it's safer. It's the exponential expansion of connection between people and the ability to consume whatever you want all the time. That's what it is. I don't it's, disagree with it's that. It's all about consumption. That's what it's about. Well, yes, it's the about, world is getting smaller because it's, about, it's branching out. Right. And 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 it's the, the wrestling business can't survive the way it did in its golden era, however old you are and whatever you perceive that to be the seventies, eighties, nineties attitude era, it's your golden era, but never again will anything live like that because the introduction of social media and the overall connectivity of cell phones and everything else is, you know, the internet and, and global connectivity, it's dominating every aspect of your life, whether you like it or not. No, I, I agree with you, man. And, you know, we've had these conversations ad nauseum on these airways. And I talk about how, yes, the TV ratings don't matter like they used to. Clearly they don't because WWE just keep pulling billions out their ass with a B. But at the same point in time, they're indicative of the fact that less people are watching wrestling than ever have in this country. And a lot of it does have to do because entertainment is so fragmented and there's so many options out there. That's true. I mean, if you like to watch Ducks fucking... You can go to fuckaduck.com and you got a whole fucking. I'm not sure that's true. You got a whole fucking. Not, Google it's, it's, it just in case. No, no. Bing it just in case because Google might safe search you. You bing it on your IP address. But you, you got a whole fucking. Fuck net- <laughs> but you got a whole fucking network of people got that a you new can title. with. No matter how small, you know what I mean, or minute that, that community might be. Andrew, if you get on there. Go to the career links and just ask them if they want to, like, you know, sponsor us or anything. So you're going to watch fucking ducks. Because for money, money, we'll promote fuckaduck.com. Oh, yeah, we'll do most things for money. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, you know, there's certain things about this new product that I like more than the old product. It can't be reached. It's not a thing. Much like most Shut of your up. passwords on... By the way, folks, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the cherry shot. <laughs> try any of yeah, the infant... In yeah, yeah. yeah. try any of the infinitesimal passwords that Christopher Platt likes to lay on you. That's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. 
and and ironically enough, you all, you both are proving my point right now. You're like literally taking my words fucking literally and not understanding the context in which what the fuck I'm saying. Because you know what the fuck I'm saying. Don't act like you know what the fuck I'm saying. You're just going to get on here and try to bury me. Fuck you both. That's why it's cold in your houses and your walls are going to get ready to crack. So good luck with that, okay? Try to patch that shit up because that shit ain't cheap, okay? So fuck you both for that. But <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's just a good call back to the home improvement song. There we go. So like it's been a weird kind of topic. There we go. But, but no, yeah, like, you're, you're not wrong necessarily with your assessment. I th- you might be a little off with less people are watching because people have so many different ways to consume the media now that between illegal streaming, co-streaming, the apps, and got Hulu, this, that, the other thing, because I don't know if they still do because you know it's WWE, so I don't follow it as closely as I do almost anything else. I don't know if they still do the abbreviated version on Hulu for Raw and SmackDown and if they do other things like that, so... There, there's ways that people are consuming the the product that just aren't watching it from 8 to 11 on cable because this isn't 1992 anymore. And every time we bring this up, you say that exact same thing, and I say the exact same thing that I'm getting ready to say right now. I'm not talking about in terms of ratings or how people consume content. I'm talking about when you go outside. Granted, we ain't been able to go outside for a year. But when you go outside and you talk to other people... They don't know who these melon farmers are, man. Like, back in the day, even if you weren't a wrestling fan, you knew who Hulk Hogan was. You knew who Macho Man was. You knew who Ric Flair and Dusty Okay, Rose fine. Was. You know what I'm going to do? You know, who you know what I'm going to do? You know who Stone Cold was. No, you know what I'm going to do? Here, listen. Stop, stop, stop. Listen. Was John Cena. This is what I'm going to do. They knew who it was. Listen, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm gonna print out a picture of Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. I'm going to go into work tomorrow, and I'm going to show people. And, and I'm going to ask him, who would you pay to watch? No, no, no. That's not what I said. What I said was they don't know who these melon farmers are. They Here's, knew the, the last melon farmer they knew who was who he was was John Cena. And clearly Jericho because you, you saw him dragged by Everyone within our age group, within a couple years, whichever way you want to look at it, will, of course, be like, oh, yeah, All right, I love I'm going to put it to you this way. I'm going to steamboat Hulk Hogan. I'm Talk gonna, to some fucking teenagers now and see if they know. I'm going to do my... Stop. That's what I'm stop. saying. I'm talking to teenagers, man. They Listen. don't know who these melon farmers How are. Listen. Stop. Stop. Listen. Listen. I'm going to... Stop. Stop. Gentlemen. <laughs> Gentlemen, I'm going to do my job right now. I'm going to do my job literally right now. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to close out this conversation, but what you're talking about is the reason why WWE has a championship match with this man in it come January. And we'll be right back after this. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Holy shit, I'm in
right, gentlemen. We brought up the question, what is the better bringer backer? I thought that would be the best uh, you know, way to describe it. It's an adverb. It's an adjective. It's a verb. It's a bringer backer. It's one who does something and is described by something at the same time. Is no? that hyphenated or is it one word or two words? How does that work? I don't have time for that crap right now. Goldberg and Sting. <laughs> Which one is the better bringer backer? Oh, that's an I'm, easy answer. Goldberg. I'm, I'm still tripping off the fact that you said, and you segued away, and you said, okay, this man is going to be challenging for the title this weekend, and then you played my voice. Do I have a title match this weekend? Is I that know. happening? That's up to Amber. Did, That's up to Amber if she let you challenge for the belt. Why the fuck didn't anybody let me know? I might have did some sit-ups. No, you, you wouldn't know. Just you like me. Me and you are the same person. I ain't working out anymore either. Come on now. You would have looked in the mirror and done a couple flexes and been like, yeah, I look good. It's okay. I'll be fine. What am I really going to do in a, what am I really going to do in a week? I mean, to be to be fair, I did win the 2016 Rumble because I was ne- technically I was never eliminated. There you go. So you're so you're I, on that Curtis Axel side of the game right there. I do have a title match coming at some particular point in time. I just didn't know it was this Sunday. God damn, I would have did some. Maybe ate a salad, took a jog. There I mean, you come go. on, man. You still got a few yes. days. Start yes. jogging, bitch. So, folks, back. <laughs> let's let's dial back to where he said he would have prepared. The only things he would have done was. Eat a salad or gone for a jog. So let's not feel so bad here. I think I think that that might be a new title. Potus War. Ate a salad, went for a jog. So to answer the initial question posed, it's gotta be Goldberg. Like Sting hasn't moved the needle for shit. Like when he first showed up, there was nine hundred thousand people, or nine hundred and ninety, whatever the fucking number was, and then it even advertised, so you can't even say it was because of Sting. Then the next week it went down, and the next week it went down, and the next week it was maybe a little up, but still stagnant in that like high mid-ish, like eight hundred thousand. So when he's not moving the needle up and the needle is going down, you really can't say he's doing shit. Whereas Goldberg, be it by hook or by crook, good good or bad publicity or, you know, flaming or, you know, love from 1998 fucking WCW, people pay attention when his name is said. So it, Goldberg has to be the bigger draw out of these two. Oh, it's not even close. And I'm not even talking about in terms of draws because I'm, I'm just, you know, the way I, I mean right the now for this situation. No, no, no. Where- no I, I, I know what you're saying. I was going somewhere, though. But, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. But, I mean, in terms of who you want to see wrestle, I mean, bruh, Sting is 60, bruh. And he's got a bad neck. And, no. you know, you're, you're a Christian, Sting, so it's not like, you know, it's not like you're 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 blowing money on, on you, you out here fucking these hoes. It, it, it's not like you got a blow problem. I've never heard about any Sting palimony suits or anything like that. I'm sure you got plenty of money. I don't know what you're spending on, but you you don't seem to have those types of vices. You're clearly not a gym rat anymore because you look about as <laughs> you, you know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say this, man. To quote uh, the late great Tupac Shakur, man, when it comes to Sting, and I guess Chris Jericho would fit into this mold as well. He had a song talking about. Niggas looking like Flair, Larry Holmes, flabby and sick. Like, <laughs> yeah, bro, yeah. I don't, I don't want to see you wrestle. I love you. I think you're an icon. 
I wish you went to WWE when you were still spry, but it is what it is. I don't want to see you wrestle because I don't want to see you get hurt. I mean, and I know it, 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 it's hurt. He's the biggest guy in the ring. <laughs> I know it's cinematic and everything, so that's going to be able to protect him. I'm I'm sure he won't take a couple of bumps. And I guess we kind of got a prelude to how this works. You remember Hogan's last match? It was versus Sting, and this was after he had his back surgery and he couldn't bump anymore. And they didn't bump, and they actually had a good match, but that's also Hulk Hogan. It wasn't Hogan terrible versus... for what it was, yeah. No, but it's also Hulk Hogan versus Sting. They know how to manipulate a crowd. Like, they're great at that, both of them. I just don't want to see him wrestle anymore because I'm scared he's going to get hurt. And when it comes to Goldberg, I actually think that that McIntyre match this Sunday is going to be fairly decent, fair it's to midland. It's going to be four minutes of decent, probably. Yeah. If it goes longer than four minutes, all right, then we got a problem. Well, like, we don't believe match, you. You need more be... people. They can get I... a de- they can get a decent six minutes. Because the thing about the Saudi match with Goldberg and Taker, they could give him a thirty second fucking it. promo. How they gonna get five minutes in the ring? There's no Goldberg's way in hell. Best match was with Brock, and that lasted like two and a half. Do you want to know what's funny? Three spears and a jackhammer. Do you want to know what's really funny? A big part of me thinks Goldberg's gonna win this match. I could see that, but I mean, There's nothing I, wrong with that. It's uh, gonna be a decent match. I mean, hell, man. the Undertaker. I'd rather paid. Match. I'd rather paid Sting than not bump in the ring. That would have been more entertaining than Goldberg looking like okay. a piece of shit with a microphone. But you hey, also have to figure though is that Peacock again to go back to Chris's point where it's gonna be the first Mania on Peacock. Hey, it's man. what NBC. How many people watch NBC that are under the age of 50? Hey, Marcus. Hey, Marcus. Vince, how's it going? Oh, hey, Vince. I didn't think you'd be calling me. Hey, hey, what are you doing in April here for coming up here? Yeah, that's all it fucking takes. People forget, man, that Goldberg. If you want to put over, if you want to put over Peacock, you go Undertaker Sting. I can't do that. I can't do that. It's illegal. It's against my religion. I'm just saying, man, Undertaker and Goldberg was not a bad match until it was. And that's when everybody got concussed and shit with the hell. But the first five minutes of that match weren't horrible. That was an entertaining match for what it was. This shit is not going to go more than five or six minutes. It's going to be wham, bam. Thank you, Mr. Officer. And will feel fulfilled and satisfied. I mean, it should be, and I'll be fine with that. Like, I, I don't really have a big issue with a four-minute Goldberg match. And regardless of who goes over, because Goldberg and Brock basically had the same match last year at Mania. It's just different opponents. They, they both lasted, like, three to five minutes or whatever the fuck it was. It was... They did all their big moves, and the other one didn't fall down and did their big moves, and then it was over. So there we go. So if we get something similar, I'm fine. If Goldberg wins, it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world, because like I said, I doubt that there's a lot of like millennials or like hip hip 20-somethings or whatever the fuck you want to call it that are downloading Peacock to watch <laughs> NBC sitcom programming. You like So I'm like, eh. It, it appeals to the correct brand and the demographic. So, obviously, this is a Vince decision. Platt, do you think Vince is getting anything extra out of this decision to have Goldberg come in and <laughs> wrestle at WrestleMania? 
Should we move on? I was just trying to be as subtle so, as possible. <laughs> you subtle, were like a jackhammer. You, you were about yeah. yeah, you were about as subtle as an anvil on top of your head. But just just so where this topic came from, it was announced last week, or I think maybe even this week, that Sting is going to make his in-ring debut for AEW at their next pay-per-view, which is in March, and it's going to be Sting and Mini Me, aka Darby Allen, versus like some members of of Team Taz in some sort of cinematic match. So that's where the impetus for this topic even came from. We're just going to totally ignore what Tunney said. But uh, that's where this topic came from. And I just, I love Sting. I don't want to see him wrestle because I'm scared that he's, like, his his head is going to fall off his shoulders because he no longer has a neck. And he's 60. He's 60. Just to keep that in perspective, Taker's in his 50s. Yeah. So is Goldberg, I think. Isn't he like 54? Yeah, but that's a different 54. Yeah, he's still about... in shape. Yeah, he <clears throat> doesn't have 30 years of getting his ass beaten the so, ring to him either. I wanna, I wanna do this. Some, I wanna do the Royal Rumble some service as a fan, and finish this podcast by talking about the promo that Edge cut on Raw. And that I want to be the final words we have going into the Rumble. Platt, you're shaking your head. Andrew, I hope you watched it. Go ahead, Platt. I mean, that was literally the best thing that happened on Raw. And Edge is phenomenal. It's the reason why Edge is Edge. That was a great promo. It, it came from the heart. It didn't sound scripted. It sounded like they just let him go out there and said, hey, you got five, six minutes. You do what you do. Maybe it was. I don't know. It sounded it like Edge on. said, I got five, six minutes. Let me do what I do. We say the same thing. Yes, we just took, took different routes to get to the same place. It was, yeah, it was phenomenal, and of course it is. It's Edge. I mean, is anybody really surprised? Because Edge and Orton was some of the best stuff they did at the beginning of COVID era. His promos were pretty good, even when it was the empty ring and like just screaming at the at the the camera. So, are we still getting are we surprised? He are can we got a good promo? Are we still getting? Are we, <laughs> Are we still getting Edge and Orton? Are we getting Edge and McIntyre? Are we getting Edge and Cena? Are we? Uh, think about that. Would you want to see Edge and Cena again? Yeah. Yeah. I would. What? I mean, I the, would. the way I kind of see it is just playing with the strings that are currently being used. If they don't rush the Fiend back for Royal Rumble, and they actually slow roll that for Mania or maybe Alexa will probably need someone to champion for her against Orton for the remainder of the storyline and I could definitely see her trying to spin a my enemy's enemy is my friend type deal with Edge so if we have Edge and Alexa kind of join forces against Randy because they have a similar enemy and then maybe when the Fiend does come back maybe the Fiend tries to take things a little too far and Edge, Edge's conscience kicks in, and then Edge turns on his alliance, and then they get rated RKO back together. Like, I, I, I could really, I could really dig that kind of angle because Randy's been one of the bigger things about WWE that everybody seems to love, and kind of giving him a blow-off feud with Edge, and then bringing them back together in a marginally logical kind of way is it, it hits a lot of the right nostalgia buttons. So I definitely would like to see that as opposed to Cena Edge, God knows whatever number we're on or whatever. 
So I would love to see the uh, the end of the trilogy between Edge and Randy Orton at WrestleMania. And I, I thought for the longest that's where we were heading. But you talk about The Fiend and Randy Orton. These melon farmers have been setting each other on fire. Like, how do you blow that off? I mean, granted, we do have two pay-per-views before we get to Mania, so maybe we can blow it off there. And I'm just throwing this out there. I, I don't know how we get there. But I could see a universe in which we get a mixed tag at Mania. And Edge and his wife versus Fiend and Alexa Bliss. I have no idea how we get there. But I, I can see that because I kind of feel like going into Mania, somehow, some way, Alexa and Fiend are going to be Aww, some sort of package deal. If we're going to have a mixed uh, tag match, we're going to have AJ and CM Punk in there. Come on now. Well, and plus, Word. I don't think that has to be Mania because I, I like Mania being the Fiend's resurrection or something like that. And then it could be whatever's after Mania. It could be a, a fucking mixed tag, and then we work into Rated RKO, and then kind of do that type thing. But again, that, that's good I, I also, honestly, re real talk, I do like the fact that they found a way to take The Fiend away for a little bit, because as much as everybody thinks it's a cool concept and loves the entrance and everything, the IWC being the, the vocal majority or the vocal minority that we see the majority mm -hmm. of it, it they were starting to turn on the gimmick and the fact that you're taking it away for a little bit and applying it to alexa who is not only aesthetically pleasing but she's a good actress and she hits all the right notes and she can kind of pull off this weird shit pretty well like i, I think it's really smart to kind of give space without giving space you know since we're talking about Goldberg and Sting and we've kind of, you know, branched out from that, I want to bring it back. I want to talk about somebody else that's been around for a long time that has just a different strategy about things, a new strategy, like an old school person that has a new strategy on things. Uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth, all right, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you, and when you knock us down, we're going to get up, and on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right, and we're going to stand up, and then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right, and on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before, before long, we're the, going to be the last one standing. That sounds like a wrestler to me. God damn bless you, Detroit fans. Y'all Mellon Farmers went out and signed Hannibal Lecter as your coach. <laughs> God bless y'all, man. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, even the Browns have hope at this point in time. What are y'all doing? And y'all about to get rid of Stafford? And you got Hannibal? Oh my God, Jesus! I mean, I, I got a legit question though, since you you being the Packers fan, Tony. I know there's there's no love for the Lions, but then again, it hasn't really been a rivalry, so I don't really think you hate them in the last thirty years. Does this make you intrigued? They kind of rooting for the best because they're a bunch of fucking idiots and then they basically have the knight that says knee and he's not dead yet and it's his only a flesh wound and keep getting up to bite your ankles off or are you just waiting to watch the world burn in Detroit well Detroit's going to keep on Detroiting. the bears are the bears and Minnesota's the kind of team that spends 30 million a year on Kirk Cousins so you figure it out I mean, Detroit's been burning for the last 30 years. No disrespect, but... I, yeah. I, and I didn't talk about football. Wise. Yeah, I wasn't I, yeah, trying I to get political even marginally. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't being political. I, okay, I was... Okay. Right. A little bit. It's a tiny bit. 
Because I, I, I don't think it was like a, a, a vacation kind of reference where you're talking about hubcaps and taking the wrong turn down the wrong street. <laughs> there is no wrong street. They're all the wrong street. <laughs> it's not a it's not a it's not a one way. It's a no way. It's a no way. Yes. Just, yeah, just, this is just, a no win situation. So should we try to get out of this, Chris? Yeah, just drive down the road to Southfield, okay? Or Coney Island. You'll be all right. Uh, Mr. Belass, <laughs> let the good people know where they can find you, sir. Yup, yup. You can find me on the Twitter at IWC Warchief and on the chairshot.com with impact reviews. New Japan's going to finally have a few, few shows that aren't just road to tag bullshit, so I'll be more interested and probably covering that unless I get concussed or just have no I don't I don't know there might be something that happened or maybe maybe those drafty windows of mine or maybe that wall might crack like Platt was saying but you never know so I should be covering them but you know just to tie it all together shit might happen shit might get real you never really know what about you Tony yeah you can find me all over everywhere just follow me at PC Tony and I really encourage you if you uh if you if you're interested in what the Undertaker was saying on the Joe Rogan podcast, please listen to the conversation I had with Sin Bodhi coming up. We're gonna do that on Friday and Saturday, Chair Shot Radio. Check it out, and it's something you're gonna want to listen to. I, it's just it's just good stuff. It's 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 such good shit, pal, and it's so topical, and it's a good perspective from a guy who's been in the business for a very, very long time. I second that, and I, I can't second it harder enough. Sin's a good dude, friend of the podcast, and a hell of an interview. So anytime he opens his mouth, you want to listen to it because it's going to be insightful, it's going to be educational, and it's going to be entertaining. He's just that damn good. So you guys can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt. Again, make sure you check out PC Tunney's interview with Sim Bodie. And also go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. I say it week in and week out, and I'm gonna keep saying it, goddammit. If you enjoy the content that we provide day in and day out here at the chair shot, the best way to make sure that we keep providing that content that you love so much day in and day out is by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. We on the PBS side of the game. We we need listeners like you folks we're on the road baby it's the Royal Rumble this is the most fun show of the year we talked about this pre-air enjoy it it's gonna be a hell of a time I'm pretty sure some fuck shit's gonna happen this weekend too so tune into Twitter and our Twitters to see you know how that all goes down but again we're on the road to Wrestlemania we're motherfuckers are getting vaccinated they're going to be fans in Raymond James. Things are looking up. Spring is almost here. We got about another month, but spring's almost here. Things are looking up, man. We're great. It's all good. It's all well. We're on the other side now, okay? I love you. Hey, guys, thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Potter's War. We'll see you back here next week, same plat time, same plat channel. Until then, shalom. Hit it, Carly. Enjoy your weekend, folks. I love you. What the fuck was that? Wow. You walked into the party like you were walking onto a yacht. Your hat strategically dipped.
Fuck you, man. I was cutting a promo. You think every Dusty Rose promo was hard times or every Ric Flair promo was spilt liquor?